Welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. Uh, if this is your first time, I hope this show kicks it off with a bang and you stick around for a while. Today's topic is victims. Uh, I'm gonna. So I was I was looking through uh, just some of the the current events that are going on in the world, and I saw things like you know the hurricane in Florida, uh, Martha's Vineyard immigrants. Uh, Nord Stream leak, which was apparently potentially caused. So I I can't f- factually state this, but it, it really does appear to be some sort of uh, sabotage, uh, whether that's a bomb or, uh, you know, the the one of the recent stories I read was talking about a uh, submarine that exploded to make it look like a bomb, um, possibly, or something like that. Uh, the stocks are plummeting. Uh, you, we've got... All kinds of conversation again. It's resurfacing about CRT, uh, and then you know this concept of wearing masks is back. And the idea that uh, we're going to protect one another and and do the socially appropriate thing there. And look, when I started going through this list, I started going, "Why is it that we have so many people who put themselves in a position?" where they have to be a victim. Uh, There's always been disease. There's always been things like uh, climate control debates, you know, so that we can control our climate and keep the earth safe and healthy. There's always been hurricanes. And yet, for whatever reason, we're seeing an escalation in the conversations. Partly, uh, you know, I'm going to say maybe in part because... Our technology and communications are getting so much faster and easier that it seems, if not, it is reality, right? It could be a reality that we're seeing more of these things, for sure. You know, some people will cherry pick data and say it's not happening that much. Some people will cherry pick data and say it's happening even more. You know, and and the truth is, it's always been happening. But now we are... To almost to a degree, fixating on these terrible things. And then my mind started going, wait a minute, the, this victim thing. Oh, I, maybe I need to clarify some of this victim mentality that I see as a therapist. Because I really see two types of victims, right? I see you know, victims when we're talking about the immigrants being sent to Martha's Vineyard. And I'm like, wait a minute, are the immigrants the victim? Or is the people of Martha's Vineyard that live there, are they the victims? Who's the victim here? I mean, they can't all be victims. And so I started, you know, processing that. And I went, huh, the hunger war in the U.S. That was a big conversation topic in the last couple of days. Uh, I I guess President Biden put something out about spending $8 billion uh, to to eradicate hunger in the United States. Uh, We've seen these kinds of movements in government before. This isn't a new concept. 
And so I, I, I did a little research on that particular one and I went, well, who's the victim here? It's the hungry people. $8 billion? Well, let's just say $1 billion would feed approximately 4.8 million people for a year. Put that in perspective. We could eradicate hunger by throwing money at it if the money actually went to the product. But where's it going? If we are th gonna throw $8 billion at this, we, we really should be able to just take care of hunger. It should be gone. And yet we still have the problem. Nord Stream, that there has to be a persecutor. Nord Stream, we're, we're looking to blame, blame, blame. I, I'm sure there's somebody to blame. But does that mean there has to be a victim? Well, who's the victim then? And then who's going to be the rescuer? Is the United States going to come in and be the rescuer? Remember what I just said right there was the victim gang, which I'll get to in a minute. The stock's plummeting. Do they not tell us when we invest, you could lose it all? Yeah, they do over and over and over. And yet the risk is often worth the reward. We take calculated risks every single day. So are people who hold stocks, I hold stocks, are, are we victims? Are we victims of this, you know, this massive increase in interest and this, you know, the sell-off of all these stocks? Are we victims? I mean, we had a surplus at some point to put in there. Are we really victims? What if we're living off of that? So at some point, we made that decision. All right, I'll come back to that too. CRT, victims, persecutors by color? Are you kidding me? Is it 2022? We're going to point at a color and say you're either a victim because of your color or you're a persecutor because of your color. Are, are you for real? Like, let's be real. What, what year is this? Masks? Are you a victim because somebody else doesn't wear a mask or because somebody else does wear a mask? Who cares? If somebody is, is believing that the mask is not going to work, what harm is that going to cause you and me if we're wearing masks? Wearing a mask? Look, if, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. At the end of the day, people who wear the mask because it protects them, well, great, more power to you. People who don't, great, more power to you. Why do we have to judge each other on it? You know, there's going to be people who say, well, they're just contaminating. Yeah, but if you're wearing a mask and washing your hands, what are they contaminating that's going to hurt you? What are they spreading that's going to hurt you? If you're not wearing a mask and you end up getting sick, I mean, it's your own dang fault, right? For all the mask wearing people out there, wouldn't you say it's their own fault? They got sick? Yeah, but it affects all of us. Yes, everything we do, everything we do affects one another. You drive an electric car, you drive a gas car, you know, you buy a book. Well, that's paper. That means there's a mill somewhere. You, you know, you eat a burger, you know, that's putting car carcinogens in the air and, uh, you know, you know, it's meat. So, you know, all the vegetarians are going to, I mean, look, at some point there is reasonable effort and that's what we have to pay attention to. Reasonable effort. 
So I'm going to break it down for you. Two types of victims. The first type, I'll describe it as unpredictable and sudden loss of personal influence in our own decision-making. That would be something like an assault victim, a rape victim. Uh, in some cases, the, if, like flash flooding, maybe caught off guard. Maybe you didn't watch the news because you were busy and, and you, know, you got caught in a flash flood. That is a victim. You know, somebody who gets fired spontaneously from work could potentially be a victim. There's, there's lots of this sudden, unpredictable loss of personal influence in our own decision-making. We have things that are changed for us. Notice that even in these situations, they are only unpredictable in very unique circumstances. Very unique circumstances, right? The, the general uh, idea of if you, okay, let's say, we'll, we'll just take one for instance, assault. If you go out clubbing, and you, and, and I'm not blaming the, the, the victim, as I'm calling it. I'm not blaming the victim. So just hang in there with me. If you go out clubbing, you know there's a certain level of risk in clubbing behaviors, right? If you choose to go clubbing and you get drunk, there's certain risks that you're taking. There's also precautions that you can take to prevent those risks, right? That's the idea of going out in a small group, staying together, taking care of each other, watching out for each other, having, you know, those key conversations leading up to that, hey, if I do overdo it, uh, I, I expect and need you to step in and get me out of the situation. You, you set those up in advance. Well, that makes it predictable. So if you end up in one of those situations, at that point, at least some of the ownership, some, not all, should be on the person, right? I'm going to get more into that, but I wanted to, I wanted to explain that part because we're going to get into that brutal honesty with ourselves part. And it's not because we have to blame. All right. So hang in there. The second type of a victim, the second victim is a planned victim. And you're like, what? Who plans? Who in the world plans to be a victim? Like, why would, why would anybody want to be a victim? Well, let me tell you, most of the victims I encounter as a therapist, the vast majority of them are planned victims. They take the victim mentality because it provides them comfort. You're like, how could you be comfortable being the victim? Well, if you're the victim, you have all kinds of excuses and you can blame and you can accuse and you can be innocent of all charges in your own mind. Is that reality? No, that's not reality. That's fantasy land. But a planned victim, they have wrapped their identity in the concept of being the victim. Uh, I'll give you an example. If uh, you were born with, uh, without one leg, are you the victim? You're not the victim when you're born. You don't know that you're the victim. You're only the victim once you're taught to be the victim. 
And if you take on that mentality, well, then you live out this identity. If you choose to ignore that mentality and say to that mentality of being a victim, no, I'm not a victim. The, the, the creator made me the way that I am for something, for some reason. And so I'm just going to live it out as fully as I can. Well, you're saying that the victim mentality is not sufficient for you at that point. There's a big difference in that mindset. A person who views themselves as a victim approaches a situation very different and has very different outcomes than a person who views themselves as uniquely qualified. You see the difference? I'm missing a leg. I'm uniquely qualified for something. I just got to find what that is. I'm missing a leg. I'm a victim. The world is out to get me. They told me that. They've been telling me that. They've been giving me nicknames, Stumpy, whatever. I don't know. I'm just making that stuff up. But you're not a victim. You're not a victim. There are certain situations where you lose complete control of your own decision-making and not because of your behaviors and your decisions. Like an instant car accident. Somebody swerves into your lane. You cannot avoid them. You're a victim. I mean, you knew some risks getting in the car. Yes. But that outcome was not a predictable outcome. Okay. The second type of victim also comes with confirming the identity. Once we have the mentality that we are the victim, we look specifically to fill in the gaps with why we are a victim. We justify our, our internal thought process and our feelings based on the lens. You put on these glasses and they're called victim and you see all the places where you could claim victimhood. It is not a club that you should want to be in. And yet I see millions of people choosing it. They're choosing it. Like we choose love, we're choosing to be victims. Let's challenge that a little. The difference between type one and type two. Ownership has to be explored. What part are you responsible for? What part are you responsible for? You made decisions. You decided to be a victim. Are you going to take any responsibility? No. You're actually looking to not take responsibility. But if you decide you are not a victim and something heinous happens in your world. For instance, uh, there is a uh, hurricane going on in Florida right now. If something terrible enters your world and you do not see yourself as a victim, what happens when the hurricane passes? You get on the horse and you ride. You, you take care of business, you work hard, you restore, you put time, energy, and resources, which are your three limited commodities, but very important. 
you put your time, energy, and resources into righting the wrong, correcting the bad, creating health from unhealth. If you are overweight, and in America, we've got a lot of people overweight, are you the victim? Are you the victim because you're overweight? What are your eating, sleeping, and exercising habits like? What parts should you own? Now, there, there are potential biological things. And some, and some people have a biological predisposition to putting on more weight. If you fall into that classification, unfortunately, that means you have to pay closer attention to your eating, your sleeping, and your exercise because they will affect your weight. Some people have a biological predisposition to being scrawny and skinny little people. That doesn't, that doesn't make them better or worse. Let's be real. I, I have worked with people who can eat everything in sight and they struggle to keep their weight at a reasonable weight. Just like I've met people who they feel like or project that they're not eating very well, very much. And they're saying, but the pounds just keep coming. There's a combination of things going on there. We got to take a look, but are you a victim or is that just part of your design and you have to make the adjustments to the way you were made? Delineating between the first type and the second type, persecutor. The persecutor has to be identified in the second type. In the first type, we don't have to identify the persecutor. Those are just things that have happened. And when we don't let them control us long term. Now, maybe in the short term, there's some sense of control lost, right? Uh, if, you, if you have been assaulted, uh, mugged, let's say, you are the victim in that situation. But you remain the victim if you keep the mentality. You do not remain the victim in that situation if you bounce back. I was, my, my home was robbed in, uh, I don't know, like, 12, 13 years ago, something like that, a while back. Uh, it was during a move. And in the moment, my family, yeah, we were a victim. We were a victim. And yet the response to it, we had to choose to remain the victim or say, you know what? Those were things. And those people that did that, not good, healthy people. We are not going to let them decide our future. We had to do that. By the way, that's not easy. I'm not suggesting it's easy. It takes hard work and real ownership. What did we do wrong? I'll tell you some of the things I did wrong. I took my safe out of the house and put it in the garage because we were trying to prep the house for moving. Knowing what I know now, that wasn't a smart move. They took the whole thing. Is that, I mean, is that my fault? No, they were, the vic they were victimizing us. They, were, they looked to come and take from us. But could I have done that different? Heck yeah, I, sh I mean, I own. I probably should have waited until I was ready to load it up before I took it out of the, the room. Like, that was a mistake. I made it too easy. Made it too easy. And now, would they have done it anyway? I doubt it. The difference between type one and type two victim is there has to be a rescuer. 
If you take on the victim mentality and you keep that one, which was type two, and you hold on to the victim mentality, you need someone to rescue you. I'll give you an example. The government should step in and feed the people. Look, if we had uh, a major crisis, a major crisis, which by the way, the definition of crisis is kind of an interesting one. I watch as people use the word crisis for things like global warming. Is it really a crisis? Maybe. I mean, if, if we know that this, this, this earth is going to b- burn up in the next you know, a year, I mean, that would be a crisis. I would consider that probably a crisis. If we've got 10, 15, 20 years to turn it around, that's not a crisis. That's an urgency. So how we define crisis is growing very interesting to me. We're trying to put everything in crisis bubbles so that we can overreact a lot of times to different situations. That's not a good, healthy approach. Let's, you know, if, if you're really, truly looking at our world around us, to treat everything like a crisis means to be overwhelmed constantly. If we're overwhelmed constantly, how functional are we? We're not. We're, we actually become dysfunctional when we're constantly overwhelmed. Ask anyone who's dealt with high, extremely high levels of anxiety. We, when we're working with people with depression, when the fear of uh, post-trauma response, for instance, you know, we often, when we talk about trauma, we we refer to uh, in, in our minds a lot of times, at least as therapists, because this is what was taught for so long, is that PTSD response of the former military folks, because that's a lot of the trauma work studied military personnel who came out of war and then were reintegrated into what they considered normal life. And they didn't reintegrate very well because they had these trauma responses where they're in their head, they were taken back to that battle scene and they were reacting and responding as if they were in it. That's a scary thing. So they're being overwhelmed with not just that incident, but in between episodes of of trauma response like that, in between there's this fear that they don't know when the next one is coming. And when that fear overwhelms a person, then they feel like there's no way out. And I'm, I'm here to assure you there is, if you're willing to take ownership and do the hard work, but it's not going to be easy when it comes to trauma in particular, just as a side note here, trust, trust, trust. Like safety, safety, safety. You have to look at the environment and believe you're safe. You have to look at the person you're sharing the information with and believe you're safe. And you have to be with somebody who understands the importance of creating a safe enough space that if you need to call a timeout as a trauma, as somebody who has experienced a trauma, that it's your call. You say timeout, we take a timeout. You say let's go, we go. That way you control the pacing. That's how we restore ourselves after trauma. 
in a lot of situations. Okay, that was a little sidebar. So these two types of victimhood, the, the first one can lead to the second one. It can be that, uh, that spark that creates the victim mentality. But time and time again, I have encountered clients sitting on the couch in front of me. And they say, no, no, I, I refuse to be the victim long term. Yes, this was a horrible, terrible situation. It was a situation I didn't see coming. It was a situation that happened. It appeared to me to be sudden. And I was definitely harmed in the situation. Harmed, like in some situations, badly harmed. And yet, they'll sit there and say, but I I refuse to be the victim. I won't do it. So what do I got to do? That's what they say to me. So what do I got to do? And I say, you got to do the hard work and I'll, I'll come alongside of you and try to be part of it. And, you know, we'll, we'll heal as best we can because why people hurt people and people heal people. You got to find a safe place to do the healing part. If you actually were the victim. For all of those out there that are taking that victim mentality, here's my plea to you. Make a different choice. You're born without a leg, like my example earlier. Okay. You know, you, you've got scars on your face and you feel embarrassed out in the world. Okay. Are these things bad? I mean, sure, they could be. But how can you turn them into something good? I know plenty of people who have scars on their face. And over time, as we learn to love them because they are amazing people, that scar becomes an endearing marker of a person we adore. They're not the victim. They're not the victim at all. Unless they choose to be. With that... I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with people and have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 